Welcome to the Recover Everything podcast, where we have honest discussions about everything in recovery and mental health. Here are your hosts, Christopher West and Chelsea Mooney. Enjoy. There's 23 million people struggling with addiction. Whatever your answer is. Lift the shame and stigma of addiction. Don't choose anything that will jeopardize yourself. Look, you can face this, even though you think you can't, you can. So find your own recovery story, own it, embrace it, work through it. Each and every one of us matters. Uh, Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Recover Everything podcast. I'm your host, Chris West. And today we have Rhonda Fairchild, who is the director of Tin High, which is There is No Hero in Heroin Foundation. Correct. Correct? Yes. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Okay. Uh, I am a person in long-term recovery, which means to me that I haven't had any drugs or alcohol since January 29th of 1994. Wow. Yeah. It's a long time. <laughs> yeah, 25 years. This is a really long time. <laughs> it's over three quarters of my life. <laughs> Thanks. 94. <laughs> 94 was the first year I remember what it was when years changed. Like I went to school, it was 93, went on Christmas vacation. It was 94. And I said, oh, I get it now. <laughs> Yeah, I had five kids and uh, <laughs> in ninety four. In ninety four. Wow. Yeah. So, I'm new to this office, but I've I've known Joe for I think a little over a year now. It's very exciting. Your grand opening is coming soon. Yes, August twenty fourth at and, six p.m. And what is what does a grand opening mean? What is it? <laughs> what are we grand opening? <laughs> right, because we've already been open for two years. Mm-hmm. So it's actually more of a new location. Um, Come check us out. Uh, Thanking the community for all the support. I'm telling you, this is the best community, recovery community in the world. It has to be. If I say I need games, two days later I have so many games I don't know what to do with them. You know, like this recovery community just supports us so well. We're so blessed. And so we kind of want to give back to that, show them what we've done with, with everything that they've they've created because really the community has created this. Mm -hmm. Um, All of our volunteers are volunteers. They donate their time, you know, so we wanted to do something for them. And so everybody knows where our new location is. And it's a nice location. It is. And this, so we're in the new Orleans square at commercial center and it's, it's fun and it's young and it's hip and there's art and yoga and a happy earth market that mm-hmm. smells like patchouli. And <laughs> yeah, I hear yeah, what you're saying. They're doing like a mural contest for the walls and, you know, they it, have it, a first Friday. It's it's very... It has a vibe. It does have a vibe. It's a very cool vibe. And it's growing. Yes. It seems like it's growing rapidly. Yeah, and I think the kids are really going to love it here. And, they're, you know, all the neighbors in this community have been like, if you need anything, come and see us. You know, bring the kids over. We want to meet them. You know, just really supportive. You know, that wasn't the, that wasn't how it was 10 years ago. It was keep those people away from me. Yeah. You know? And today it's a whole it's a whole different vibe or maybe it's just a whole different vibe in this community. But it's it's definitely a good one. I'm I think uh, I think that stigma is changing. I mean, that was a big part of the podcast is trying to not only reduce stigma, but change it. 
Yeah. You know, uh, like I said, not being pushed into, you know, a hole or a corner or whatever. It's like, you know, we're all normal people. We all have issues and we all need help from time to time. We all need places to go play video games or roller skate or watch movies. And, you know, it's it's nice to have some place where you don't have to worry about, okay, am I going to go here and people are going to want me to drink, especially if you're 14. To, right. You know, yeah. in high school. Yeah, there's already enough pressure in high school. <laughs> we don't need to add to it. So this, hmm. is, this is a safe place for them to come and just be themselves, you know, relax, enjoy, hit a meeting, do some art, whatever they want to do. Can you explain to me what APG is and what you do for the kids? So APG is the alternative peer group and it is a after school program and weekends and holidays and any time that the kids are not in school. They can come here and they can uh, watch a movie or relax in a, in a clean and substance-free environment. Um, we have food. We have Netflix. <laughs> we have games. We have classes like art and yoga and meditation. We have 12-step uh, meetings. We're just uh, getting ready to start some um, alternative methods to recovery other than 12-step programs like craft family counseling and uh, we have no certified counselors on staff at the APG so all of it is peer-led mm -hmm. uh, peer support peer groups we do have two peer uh, recovery support specialists that work at the APG and so we just provide fitness nutrition uh, a safe place for them to come and, and to meet other people who are in recovery. How did you get involved with this foundation? Uh, so Joe's, Joe Engel mm -hmm. is a really good friend of mine. And I had two sons who were um, in active addiction. And Joe asked me to come to his event Black Monday, but probably about four years ago. And I wouldn't go because I was too attached to the disease in the disease. Meaning? You know, meaning that my kids were active in it, and so I didn't want to go hear about it. Okay. I didn't want to look at it. I didn't want, I didn't want anything to do with it. Um, so I wouldn't go. The next year, he called me and invited me to go to Black Monday again and to send pictures in of my son's. Uh, so that the people at Black Monday could pray for them or or think of them or whatever they were going to do, recognize that they were in addiction and needed help. And so I went uh, begrudgingly and cried the entire time. I mm. cried through the whole event. And the next year he called me and said, hey, we're starting a recovery high school and we would like you to create an after school program, an after school recovery program for them. And so I said, that I can do because I'm a great organizer, planner. I love to plan events and programs and stuff like that. So I said, okay. Is that the kind of stuff you're doing as a, I don't want to say normal job, but as a profession before this? No, I've, I've been active in the recovery community for 25 years. Yeah. Um, and so, I, yes, but always on a volunteer basis. So mm -hmm. whenever somebody asks me to do something to volunteer to do it, it's always, yes, okay, I can do that, you know, to volunteer. So I... Um, it's that service part. Yeah, it's that service part. And so I, I came to the alternative peer group, APG, 
and helped Joe get it started, you know, started um, getting meetings and art classes and, you know, whatever else was going on, whatever we wanted to do. And then they opened the recovery high school and the principal at the recovery high school, I also have a substitute teaching license. Mm -hmm. So she asked me if I would take a classroom in the recovery high school for the first year to help, you know, get the recovery going in the recovery high school. And so I said, yes. And, and I, so I ended up working there for two years and kind of running the APG from my classroom. And really the, I was only supposed to be there one year and then transition into the APG, but she asked me to stay for a second year. And so I stayed for two years and now I've just now transitioned to be director of the APG, um, at our new location. Mm -hmm. Um, which I have an office at now. (laughs) Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. Is it the kids that drew you in originally or? Well, when my kids were young and when my kids were teenagers, um, they would get in trouble or they would get caught with drugs or alcohol or and and they would require me to go to all these programs, you know, um, like parenting classes and uh, drug awareness and all these classes that 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 are fabulous that I highly recommend for people to to take advantage of because they're out there, but it wasn't sustainable. It wasn't a long-term, you know, it's same with treatment. You go to treatment for 30 days and then boom, now what do I do? Well, when you're in recovery, it lasts a lifetime. It's not a 30 day process. It's not a 60 day process or a 90 day. Mm -hmm. It's a lifetime of recovery. So, so we need to be able to sustain that recovery. And by coming to a place like this, you learn how, you know, you, you get to meet other people that are in recovery that are doing the same things that you do. And if we want to go roller skating, then, you know, we call the kids at the APG, let's go roller skating. You know, Mm -hmm. everybody's in recovery. Uh, My kids didn't have that. You know, they, they had a lot of classes, which were great, but they, but they didn't have that sustainable recovery or any follow through. And, and I think that's what APG gives is that follow through. We're a program for, for teens that are 14 to 22 so they can they can come here, but then we they're always welcome here. Mm-hmm. You know, our alumni can come for the rest of their lives. They can come and give back. They can help the the new kids that aren't even born yet that will need to be here. So it's a sustainable service. It's it's not, you know, a thirty day program. I think uh, at least when I was a kid, I didn't really realize like I knew what addiction was, but I didn't think anybody I knew or that was my age could be addicted yet. I don't know if that's like a prevalent idea. Do you think kids get pushed to the side when it comes to addiction or or not as treated as seriously? I, I think that it's getting better. Mm-hmm. Um, our, our, our community definitely. Mission High School is the nation's first all-public recovery high school. Most recovery high schools are private. And so you have to have, you know, $45,000 a year to send your kid to this recovery high school. But Las Vegas has the the first all public recovery high school. So we really get to see um, all depths of addiction that, that are that are coming in. And, and some of these, the parents are scared that, you know, my caught my kids smoking pot or, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and I just want them, you know, to, to be in a recovery lifestyle. And maybe those kids don't need a lifetime of recovery. Um, but the kids know, the kids know, even if they're 15 years old, 
that this is not the life they want to live, mm-hmm. that they have gone down this rabbit hole and they cannot get out. And, and they're willing to do the steps and take the action to sustain a life of recovery. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think that a lot of parents are still in the not my child, you know, sure. uh, not my child, not my child. Well, it is all of our children, you know, and and some kids experiment and and some kids are fine. You know, they they have a drink with their friends at school when they're 15 and 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 everything's OK. And other kids go down that rabbit hole. You know, they, they can't get enough of it more and more. I knew I want more. I want more. And their life starts to suffer because of it. I don't think the parents think it it is as serious, serious as the kids think it okay. is as serious. So the kids you know? take it more seriously. I'm not saying all the time, but yeah. potentially more than the parents. Yeah. Also, the as a parent who had kids who were struggling with substance use disorder, I it was my fault. I I was it was it was because of me. You know, I'm the one who caused this. And and a lot of people will agree with you. If you were a better parent, this wouldn't be happening. Um, and that's not the truth. You know, once addiction takes a hold of you. It doesn't matter if you're the best parent on earth. Addiction has them now. You're not in the picture. So I really had to let go of that blaming myself and the guilt and the shame that I felt because they were addicts. Their addiction didn't have anything to do with me. And now that they're in recovery, their recovery doesn't have anything to do with me. Mm-hmm. You know, that's it's all on them. And, and that's what we try to teach the kids here, too. Like, like you're responsible for your own recovery. Mm-hmm. Nobody else is. It's not your parents' responsibility to to get you here or or know your schedule. You have to take responsibility for that. And these are life skills that don't always apply to, I mean, apply to recovery, but also apply to normal relationships, the everyday world. You know, nobody's responsible for your happiness either. Right. Nobody's responsible, like you said, to, for your schedule. Yeah. It's a responsibility, which I, I don't necessarily think regular public high schools teach. No. And, and I think that, um, you know, here at the APG, we teach life skills. We teach domestic skills. You know, we teach um, just how to take care of your body, how to, you know, sex education, <laughs> HIV uh, awareness, sure. you know. Uh, naloxone training, um, all of these things that they can't get in a in a regular high school. Of course, with parent approval, we do sure. all of that. If the parents say no, then they don't come to those classes. But these are things that that as a as a teen, they shouldn't be having to deal with. They shouldn't have to deal with these problems, and yet they are. Mm-hmm. So so you are. So let's deal with them. You know, let's not brush them aside and say, this isn't happening. Not my kid, not my, you know, they are happening. And so we need to talk about it and we need to make them aware of it. And that's what we try to do here. So the ABG, you were, you were there from the get go. Yeah. With Joe Ingle, who's, you know, one of my favorite people. Um, (laughs) What made you guys decide to do an after school program and let's say like not another substance abuse class or program or. Well, I, I think that most of most of what goes on out there for for teens is prevention or treatment, mm-hmm. and and prevention it's too late. We did not prevent it. <laughs> if Dear. they're yeah, if they're already seeing me, we did not prevent them from picking up. Um, yeah, whatever it was. Uh, treatment we're not we're not treat we're not a treatment center. We're not licensed. We're not you know counselors. We, you know. 
we deal with the recovery part of it. Um, the day-to-day. The day-to-day, the everyday, the, you know, 10 years down the road when I have a really bad day and I think that drinking might might make this better. You know, we want to, to put those building blocks in place so that they don't think that drinking is a good idea 10 years down the road. Um, so that they don't want to, you know, that their life is just a normal life for them. So here it's focused, you know, on kids, would you say 14 to 22? Mm-hmm. Why 22? Why why not 18? Um, well, because a lot of us don't graduate when we're supposed to. Okay. That's a good reason. <laughs> yeah. Most of us come in when we, when we get, by the time we're, you know, juniors or seniors in high school, we're so credit deficient that a good school will keep them, especially if they're changing their way of life and they're on a, on a good path, then they'll keep them for an extra year or an extra two years. I think they call them super seniors Okay. Um, to help them retrieve those lost credits and, and get them graduated from high school. But we also support Rebel Recovery at UNLV. And so there's not a large recovery movement at UNLV. There were, was a few years ago, but they graduate and then they move out into the community. Mm-hmm. So those those rebel um, students are also welcome to come to the APG and hang out. We also want to make sure that our alumni always feels like they're welcome to be here um, for as long as they want, for, you know, as many years as they need to be to come and hang out and help others. And it's almost like a community hub. Yes. So we are a recovery community organization. Mm -hmm. We just don't deal with a lot of adults. Sure. (laughs) I think there's a. There are other places that do that. Yes. And I think there aren't as many for, you know, the age group that you are catering to. Yes. A uh, couple more questions. As the director of APG, what does that mean? What, what does the director do? <laughs> Everything. Everything. <laughs> so um, I have a couple of employees, uh, three employees, and... Um, and they do the day-to-day, you know, they, they, one of them does all the programming, make sure that all the volunteers show up, make sure that all the programs are set, all the supplies are there. Um, I'm mostly just do admin mm-hmm. and community outreach and making connections with people, uh, talking to principals of schools and going to rebel uh, recovery and talking to the students there and, Um, mostly community outreach and admin, I would say is my Mm -hmm. job. (laughs) A lot of computer work. (laughs) That's always fun. Yes. What do you want like from the community? What do you need from the community? Mm. What would you like to see happen with APG? Well, I would like to see um, it turn into a, a real peer because we're called alternative peer group. And so I would really like it to see it become a peer-supported center, mm-hmm. you know, where where the teens are, are supporting the teens that come in and the parents are supporting the other parents that come in. Um, it's easier to talk to somebody when they've gone through what you've gone through. Sure. You know, um, and so when you put five groups of parents in a room and all their kids have been in trouble and they're, you know, dropped out of high school or, you know, been through three treatment facilities and and they just can't cope anymore. It's nice to have that other set of parents there that says the same thing happened with my child and today they're in recovery. Yeah, we, and, we made it through that tunnel. Yes, yes. It was dark and it was hard and we cried a lot, but we came out the other side. 
and, uh, and, and our child, or sometimes they don't make it through, the child doesn't make it through. And, and it's nice to have that, that hug and those tears that you share with somebody who's been through it, you know? Um, and, and so I want to see that. I want to see parents coming here during the day when their kids are at school and, and having parent groups with each other and, and kids coming here at after school or on the weekends and hanging out with their friends and giving each other the support that they need and keeping each other accountable. You know, they're more, you know, I could come in here and say, okay, no drugs or alcohol in this facility. But, but one of the, the peer is going to say to you, man, is that really a good idea for you? Is that, you know, and you listen to them more Mm-hmm. And when you're 15, you'll listen to a 15-year-old before you'll listen oh, sure. to a 35-year-old. You know? Sure. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Even though I wish I would have listened to the exactly. 35-year-olds. <laughs> so it's that's really our goal is the peer-to-peer, you know, mm-hmm. and to get people more involved in recovery, in the recovery process. Because like you said, you pe- people say people don't change. People don't change. Yes, they do. Yeah, people change. <laughs> they change. And they change drastically. You know, I am not that woman that I was 25 years ago. I'm not her at all, you know? You're probably not the same person you were three weeks ago. <laughs> probably not, right? It's it's constant growth, you mm-hmm. know? And um, even the kids, watching the, the kids come into the APG when they were freshmen and now they're, and now they're juniors, you know, there's a huge change there naturally mm-hmm. without drugs and alcohol. And, and when you take the drugs and alcohol... Or, or substances, whatever it was, away from them, you just get to watch them bloom into these beautiful kids that, you know, that are going to do something with their lives. That have confidence. Yes. Yes. And they want to go to college or they want to be a, a police officer or they want to be a electrician or, you know, whatever it is, they, they have a goal. They, they want to do something with their life, you know, and and when you're engulfed in addiction, there's no goal, you know, there's no no hope for a future. And it's just really fulfilling to see this. All the kids are in recovery. I, I, you might think you don't want to be in recovery. <laughs> yeah, no, I've talked a lot about this with Joe. Yeah, until you get here and then, and then you decide, you know what, maybe I do want to be in recovery. So we're not going to tr- ever turn anybody away. If they want to come, please come. I bring my grandkids. They're not in recovery. Um, you know, I bring them. They hang out. They know the kids. Uh, my employees bring their kids. They know the kids, you know. Mm-hmm. So so I wouldn't say you have to be in recovery. But it's geared towards. It's geared towards recovery. So if you come here, you're going to hear about recovery yeah. in here. Yeah, but I definitely would never turn anyone away if kids just wanted a safe place to come hang out. So let's talk more about the opening. Uh, what's good, like what? What's happening at the opening, Um, the grand opening, sorry. So we're just going to have some snacks. Joe's going to talk a little bit about um, Tin High and APG, and then I'm going to talk about the program and and what we do here, and and we're going to do a ribbon cutting Mm -hmm. um, and do tours of the office, tours of the facility, and that'll pretty much be it. Just, um, we'll probably do an ask, you know, or at least have a donation bucket out because we always need, we always need, um, cash flow, you Mm -hmm. know, although we don't need a lot of cash flow where it's amazing how much stuff, like if I say, Oh, I'm going to need a hundred dollars for paper. All of a sudden I have, you know, three cases of paper and then I don't need the hundred dollars anymore. Yeah. Now you have a pallet of paper. (laughs) Now I have a pallet of paper. (laughs) Yes. 
So um, most of the time I when I do asks, I don't ask for money because um, it seems like people are more willing to give oh, definitely. stuff than, than cash, which is fine with me. Well, I'm happy with that. Yeah. Is there anything you're looking for specifically now? No, not really. I, I So we just got moved in. Mm-hmm. We are just set up. I'm, I'm looking for a table, a... <laughs> A couch table, you know, you know, one that goes by the door. Yeah. The long skinny table. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm looking for. But other than that, we're good. Mm -hmm. I I can't think of anything we need. Where can they learn more about the program and the opening and and all that? So they can go to um, Facebook Mm -hmm. at APGLV or APGLV.org. Mm-hmm. Um, or Tin High Las Vegas uh, dot info, and we're on all over Facebook, Twitter. Follow them, uh, interact. <laughs> Both Tin High and APG. Yes. Uh, and then attend the grand opening on August twenty fourth between six and seven, Suite two hundred six at mm. the. New Orleans Square. In Commercial Center. In Commercial Center. <laughs> I almost had it all. Yep. At 900 East Karen. 900 East Karen. Yep. Thanks, Chris. You're welcome. Thank you. What about you personally? Do you want to put your, like if somebody wants to reach out to you? Oh, they can reach me at Rhonda mm-hmm. at Tin High Las Vegas dot info. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you do other help within the community as well. Oh, boy. That's yeah. a whole nother podcast, Chris. Yeah, we'll, we'll bring you we'll bring you back after the opening and I can actually get into your story and I'd like to hear more about you as, as a person other than ABG stuff. Cool. So thank you. Thanks, Chris. You're welcome. Listen on all the major streaming platforms, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Give us a rating on that iTunes, Apple Podcast thing. We uh, need them. Follow us on social media at Recover Everything. Go to our website, recovereverything.com to tell us a story, uh, reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you.